now. Good morning. This is uh, MT Clark, and uh, this is the MT for Christ 24-7 podcast. And uh, today uh, we're, we're doing the program, uh, Bible study with the Sincatis. And as you can see, um, it's funny to say that, um, we are joined by Susanna Sincati and myself, MD Clark, and my wife, Tammy Lynn Clark, um, for our Bible study this morning. Right, when Ms. Arthur Sincati had some of his wisdom removed by having mm. a large wisdom tooth extracted from his jaw mm. this week, and so he's not feeling quite up to par. Okay, and yet he still authored our Bible study. And yet, um, yes, last night he, he was diligent, as he always is, and he put it together. What makes us all laugh, the three of us laugh, is because we prophesied that Arthur would do the next step because, of course, he's still on 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Now abides faith, hope, and love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Right. And so here we are talking about love, and I think it's appropriate that, you know, love takes different um, colors, so to speak. Sometimes love is really hot and red and exciting, and sometimes it's kind of yellow and mellow and pleasant. Sometimes it's blue and cool because you know someone is sad or something's going on so today you know we have to we love arthur through this we we miss him we hope that he gets better we're praying for him to get better and like i said he may come down and join us later but if not we just love him through this that's it love is something wonderful because as, as mark has often said about tammy lynn that they fell in love and they got married and it was a beautiful thing. And now they're living through the, they had the hot, red hot stuff. Now they're kind of living through the, the ups and downs of marriage and what love is all about. Love is not always that ooey gooey, fuzzy feeling. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah. In fact, Tammy Lynn's been reading a book on, on the seasons of marriage um, and, and how that goes. Uh, where have you gotten in that book and what season? Uh, did you did you read? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think they started with spring, and I'm in fall now. I think. And when, what was the, what was the uh, the difference between spring and do they do winter, spring, summer, and they fall? have all four seasons. I haven't made it through all of them yet. What was the first one they started with? I, spring. Spring, okay. And so oh, would you say we're, we're in the spring of our marriage or, yeah, I mean, we're relatively, we're still newlyweds really. Um, you know, we've only been married since the first of the year, but uh, yeah, so. Yeah, so it, I can see how that, that would be a, a good book for you guys to go through, but it'd be a good book for any marriage to go through because uh, as you pointed out, there's four seasons, Tammy, and, and uh <clears throat> Spring is usually the first season of marriage and love and <laughs> blossoming and all that kind of stuff and walking through the fields with the flowers and all that kind of thing. But sometimes it gets a little icky sticky and, and uh, like summer may come along and it gets a little hot. Uh, one of Arthur and my favorite um, Broadway productions <clears throat> is The Fantastics. And it was, it's a, it was the longest running play, musical play uh, in New York. <clears throat> I don't even remember how many years, but for years and years, I mean, years and years it was, it was playing. 
And there's a there's a middle section to there's two parts to the play. And in the middle section, what you would think is the you know the the time when people can leave and go get something to drink, go to the restaurant, but the actors are remain on stage. And they're kind of intertwined because they've they've fallen in love and now they've gotten back together and now they're together. And the biggest thing is the song is called This Plums to Right. And it's it's now some argument is now some rubbing against each other. It's now some, oh, it's hot and sticky and maybe this plums too ripe. So mm. sometimes we go through those things, but then as the, as the play progresses in the second act and the second part of the musical, they go through a time of, of, of going back and forth, but they all come back together. And the parents are happy for the, the couple and the couple is happy again together. And they see that sometimes love requires growth. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> just like our faith required growth, just like our, our, our holding on to hope requires growth. Certainly love does also. <clears throat> Arthur pointed out that um, God is a Trinitarian. Mm -hmm. Big words. But we love Arthur and his vocabulary. Mm. Trinitarian simply means uh, three, three and one. Mm -hmm. And it, it exalts his own character by giving the equations of three. There's often throughout the Bible talks of three, three times something is said, three times there are parts of a, of a parable, three you know pieces to a puzzle. So, <clears throat> and three being an interesting number, if you, he points out here because, of course, Arthur, as you people know, are, is a carpenter. He's a mm. fine woodworker, maker. He builds beautiful things and chairs and, and things are one of the things that he does create, whether he's putting something back together. Um, for example, we got this beautiful Chippendale chair that we had to have extra insurance on the, the shop because we had this museum piece of, of a Chippendale chair. Oh, wow. It was brought to him basically in a box in pieces mm. and it's like, oh mm. well what do i do with this and put it back together <clears throat> and of course a chair has four legs um it couldn't possibly stand on two legs but a stool could stand on three legs mm -hmm. so you know it, you have to have that at least three piece to make something stand up. And I think that that's um, also a very, a very good point about God. Yeah. <laughs> the Trinitarian nature of our God is pointed out, you know, obviously with the, uh, the father, the son and the Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was in our, uh, our, our recent doctrines class that the, the Trinity was being spoke, spoken about or uh, my no ethetic counseling class. Uh, actually, I think it was the latter um, uh, where, where the Trinity was pointed out in our relationships um, uh, our love relationship between man and wife and how the third leg in, a, uh, in that relationship has to be uh, the Lord as, yeah. uh, as, as the father, son, and Holy spirit are, are, are three uh, man, his, his wife and God at the center of their marriage, um, you know, will, will create a firm foundation, a firm footing for, for that love to grow and not be unbalanced. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, we went to um, one of those um, family re uh, life retreats for marriage, <clears throat> and they talked about the triangle. 
Mm. Now, base of the triangle, there were two lines going up. And if they go parallel and never meet, then, you know, your marriage is not, it's just, you're just two people that happen to be living in the same house together kind of thing. Mm. <clears throat> but if they go to an apex at the point, then the marriage, you get closer and closer together. But what is the apex at the point that you're striving for as, as a, a married couple to take your love to? But as Arthur's often said, <clears throat> love is an object. There's an object for your love. And that love, of course, is God. Mm -hmm. God is your apex at the top of your triangle. Then you're going to move together. As you move closer to God, you're going to move closer and closer together with each other. Yeah. And I thought that, that was a great illustration of love. Mm -hmm. love, love that. <clears throat> you know, I looked at my concordance and my the concordance in my Bible is pretty, pretty extensive. But I was looking at the love and I can't even count how many times love is used in the Bible. Oh, yeah. The word love. And then there's loved and lovely and lover, and love, loves, love sick. So um, loving kindness. I mean, there's just so many derivatives of this word love. Mm. And uh, one of my, when, when we were in some Bible studies and, and marriage counseling and things like that, uh, a pastor once said, you should not do Song of Solomon until you're at least 35. No one should do it because it's too racy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, well, that's probably true. Mm. But it starts off with the Shulamite in, in the um, first chapter of the Song of Solomon. <clears throat> it says, the Song of Songs, which is of Solomon, the banquet. And the Shulamite says, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for love is better than wine. Mm. There's, there's, there's just, that's just a, a, a tasting of what's going on for your, your love, sis, your love between each other and your love together. Um, I know that it could just go on and says, love is as strong as death. Love is, um, I do just, ju do justly love mercy. That's out of Malachi. Mm. Uh, love those who love you you know those those are things there's different versions of what we've got to say the uh, romans 3 13 10 says love does no harm mm. john 21 16 says i know that i love you and we will be known by our love for one another mm. the gospel say <clears throat> so there's just so much that's that's in there and and also of course the the one in it, ephesians where it says husbands love your wives wives respect your husband i always thought that was kind of weird that that the husbands would be, would be exhorted to love us mm -hmm. but yet tammy lynn you and i are just supposed to respect them um you know that just seems to me to be kind of an, an odd thing other than the fact that maybe as women we have a capacity and and we're just there with love because we love our children we love our families and we, we would love our husbands men have a less capacity, you know, in, innate capacity. I think it has, that has to grow. Would you agree with that? Tammy Lynn, would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I guess I, yeah, it's just that natural motherly love that we have that probably just comes out. Mm. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you think that, that, that you have more of a propensity to love people? 
Yeah, well, the traditional roles, I mean, uh, you know, you think in society is the, you know, um, since the fall of man is then the, the man is to be the hunter gatherer or whatever for his family and protector, you know, from predators, I guess, um, you know, you think of, uh, you know, maybe not, maybe not as loving um, as, you know, uh, and, and I talk about this in my uh, uh, men's group, uh, you know, how, you um, being being loving can be seen as being weak or you know having showing emotion in general uh is perceived you know can be perceived as weakness so men have to put on a you know their societal roles is more of a less nurturing more more antagonistic really and uh you know so uh god knows this about us and he directs us to to love our wives like jesus loved the church and that's um sacrificially you know and that's that's also to point out men's propensity for pride and selfishness so you know where to and that's that's my mission now as a as uh tammy lynn's husband is um a mission i take seriously is to is the lover you know and the and a lover like christ would and you know really you know it's it's coming to um you know my mind uh deep conviction to take that 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 uh that mission seriously um because in our lives you know your family is your biggest thing and and for a man that's that begins with his wife and um and we're gonna have this is a relationship we'll have you know uh to the end of our lives or until christ returns whatever comes first and that's the one we're supposed to foster you know after after our relationship with god we're supposed to foster the relationship with our life partner our spouse Uh, and uh and and it shouldn't be you know in the world you know we look for uh significance through our work or um through what we accomplish or anything but uh, god's economy he, he puts that First and foremost, um, love your love your wives as Jesus loved the church. Um, I think that's a great point. I think that's a really great point because even as wives, you know, sometimes maybe it, it's hard if you have a difficult husband or if you have a husband who, you know, uh, you know, I think of Abraham Lincoln. He was so he would have these horrible bouts of depression. Mm-hmm. And it was hard for him. And not that their life was easy because their life was not easy. They were going, they, he was president during the Civil War. He was, they had two children that, that died, you know, they, they just, you know, and his wife, of course, fell apart during those, those times and seasons. But there were times and seasons when she had to be strong for him because he would be in these bouts of depression. So sometimes it is a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. There is a sacrifice. But as Arthur um, started this, the next section, it says there's three elements of love, just like there's three elements of God. Hmm. Talked about this in the three elements of a triangle, three elements of a, of, a, of a stool, and he has always been he has always been um, steadfast in these three as far as love is concerned. He always says it's choice, sacrifice, and trust. And I think that that's probably what you're, where you're taught, what you're talking about, Mark, in, in regards to, you know, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, that's the one thing I don't do is I don't look at Arthur's uh, outline before we start. Um, just, just so I won't 
you know, know what's happening in there and we'll see what comes up, you know, and sacrifice was, you know, obviously what I mentioned in the, um, uh, in, in the man's relationship to his wife is to be, you know, to sacrifice for her, to, um, to give and not receive necessarily, but as he points out, they're reciprocal. You know, we, we both have to choose, uh, you know, to love one another um, and to sacrifice for one another and, and most importantly, trust uh, one another. Um, So, yeah, he really, the three elements of a love relationship that Arthur draws out there uh, on the outline is, um, you know, that's really at the heart of it, you know? Um, I think so. And, you know, he often points out that, that God, the Father, and God, Christ, the Son, they did all three of these things. And, of course, he always puts on the first as, as choice. And I think that's true, that, that people have to make a choice to love someone. Mm-hmm. Sometimes um, you, you see a person, you know, you, you see these, these young people and they're trying to choose somebody, you know, to date or choose somebody, you know, to love or choose somebody to be their spouse or whatever. And you see them walking around, you see that some people, you know, gravitate towards somebody and they'll say, you know, would you like to go out for dinner? And the person will say, no, because that's not who they're choosing. That's their choice. You know, oftentimes um, in prayer, people are like, well, God, you know, always answers prayer. Yes, he does. He answers in three ways. That's right. He answers wait. He answers yes, and sometimes he answers no. No. And we have to accept those three answers, those three choices based on his seeing what's best for us. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as the the relationship with Christ, we he chose us. He chose to come. He chose to die. One forces even before he made the world god loved us and chose us um the old testament we've been reading through the old testament mm. and you see the you know the, the chosen people mm-hmm. they were the apple of his eye and he chose them even though that they were not always obedient and were not always following him carefully again that's a, another just light of a situation of, of just the love relationship it goes up and it goes down and it goes up and it goes down right and i, I think the nation of israel actually brings out a, a you know that that really does bring out that choice god did choose them as as his people um but uh they had to choose him back and uh you know they um you know and for many of them uh they you know the they they fell in the wilderness uh they chose not you know not to trust him because that was the big thing um because they were in the wilderness they were calling him into the promised land and they didn't trust the lord and so in effect they didn't choose to follow him and they didn't choose to you know trust him and love him and to do what he, 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 they doubted and then they feared and then they were, they fell in the desert. Right. Um, you know, they, so uh, choice is, uh, you know, a big part of this, you know, when we talk about coming to faith, we make a decision for Christ. We have to choose, freely choose. He doesn't force us to love him, you know, 
Um, we have to decide, you know, we have to choose to, to choose to follow Christ. And, uh, if we don't, you know, that's just like, you know, and we can have all the love we want for a person, you know, the unrequited love is a thing, uh, you know, where we can deeply fall in love with someone. Um, but usually those things are not based on fact, you know, they're based on lust. It's desire. You see somebody and you go, oh, that's it. And, you know, you proclaim your desire for them as love and, and, but without uh, the mutual, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's unfortunate and it's, uh, you know, rejection is a thing. Um, but, uh, you know, when two people choose one another, that's when you have love. Um, that's right. That's right. It and really then, shouldn't be one-sided. Uh, although exactly. we can, we can love people that are unlovable. But uh, how much better is our love when when it's mutual? Exactly. Mm. And and those those are really great points because a lot of times people think they're in love, but as you pointed out, it's not really love. It's it's that eye gate that has has. Mm. Think that, that that's love when it's really really not love is and you you'd like but I'm choosing this person but this person may not be choosing you but then you know there's there's just like you said there has to be reciprocal it has to be a big a back and forth a give and take kind of thing right because it's not you know it's idol it's idol worship um, you know mm-hmm. you're, you're you're there's no relationship there um, it's you're throwing all your love and devotion at someone who's not returning it. And that's just obsession. That's not healthy. And um, you should, you know, accept the truth and, um, you know, let there no be no, as the Bible says, and uh, move along, you know. Right. But we have a great example in, in Jesus because it says in God making this salvation for us so attainable because mm-hmm. he loved us, you know, because God loved us first. Mm. we know all these bible verses and then uh romans uh, 10 13 although i want to go back a little bit it says um mm-hmm. 10 10 10 for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confesses confession is made unto salvation for the scripture says whoever believes in him will not be put to shame for there's no distinction between jew, jew and greek for the same lord is is overall is rich to all who call upon him and then 13 says for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So, you know, there's, there's that reciprocal piece. He chooses us. He quickens our spirit. He gives us that unction to, to say and recognize that we're sinners and that we need a savior. And then he says, it's, it's easy. Mm. Just leave and call on my name and you will be saved. Right. And we're like, wow, that's really wonderful. Right. That's the great thing about the gospel is we never have to doubt the love of the Lord. Uh, right. You know, if we go, well, I don't know if he loves me. Christ coming into the earth, living a holy life and dying on the cross is God's proof of his love for us. He's, uh, you know, John 3, 16, he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. His love has been demonstrated. Uh, we don't have to doubt his love. He's chosen us, but we have to choose him. You know, he, right. he, he, his love is vast enough and, and true enough that it'll cover anyone and, you know, anyone who comes to him, uh, but they, but they must do so through Jesus Christ. Yes. Uh, you know, his, 
his love for the world is is unlimited, but the the people who will choose uh, to receive his love through Christ is is really a matter of you know, it's it's a matter of several things. Um, but you know, uh, yes, God's grace comes in, but there is a, a matter of uh, whether or not he foreknew who would come to him because of his great knowledge. Um, that he could see it before time began, that this one would choose me and would not, or if it's, um, but, but it always goes down to, there's still a personal choice involved here. Um, yes. You know, is it God who saves us or is it us? And the answer is, well, God, um, but there's certainly, you know, he doesn't drag anybody into the kingdom unwillingly. Sure. Uh, you know, I've heard it described that, you know, there won't be, an, there won't be anyone in heaven who doesn't want to be there. Um, and then there, and there won't be anyone in hell who, who really does, um, you know, they, you make a choice. You may not understand the circuit, you know, the, the consequences of your choice when you choose to reject God, mm-hmm. um, you know, you might not know the full extent of the punishment of a, you know, when you break a law, you might do so knowing it's against the law, but you might not know the, what the penalties are. Um, my broken, my broken history, I was, uh, uh, I knew a charge of disorderly conduct in my past and, and, you know, I was guilty. I knew I was guilty. You know, I acted a fool and was disorderly. Um, and, uh, so I was like, I'm just going to plead guilty. And, um, the judge, um, said to me, said, do you realize that the, the maximum, you know, fine for this is like a thousand dollars in a year in jail. And I said, I did not know that. <laughs> and I, know that. Uh, I did not know that. And he said, so do you want a continuance? Uh, like, yeah, I'll have a continuance. And so in the, in the time I, I sought mercy and grace from the district attorney who made a, a, a deal uh, for what I consider to be much more lenient than the maximum penalty that I could have faced if I had gone on trial. Uh, so you you know just just like uh, you know that small example is when we choose not to accept the love of God we go yeah, yeah I know I'll I'll do my best on my own we don't know the circumstances maybe in our ignorance or pride um, we don't we don't know what the consequences will be for our re- not receiving His love um, but we will be accountable and we will pay um, whatever God chooses to. Uh, to do and usually that separation from god in uh, a very bad place where jesus just jesus described it as uh you know uh, outer outer darkness and uh where there would be weeping and gnashing of teeth so it doesn't sound good and that's another thing you know the the blood you know jesus is seen as you know god is seen as jesus is seen as super loving um but but that's that's true but it's it's not a full picture of the Lord that's drawn from Scripture. You know, these are th- you know just general statements or com- quote unquote common knowledge that people put out there. That you know, oh yeah, God would never. Well, did have you read His Word? Um, you know, to to get a full picture of who God is, and if you yes. do, you'll realize that you know He's holy, and we're we're to come to Him. Um, he, he loves us, but we're, we're to come to him in a, sp- a specific way through his son. So sorry for that Absolutely. rabbit trail there, but no, salvation comes up. It's a good 
rabbit trail because salvation is is the crux of God's love. It's 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 the it's the the glue that's holding everything together is His love. Mm. And, but that love has those three elements: the choice and the sacrifice, and of course the trust. We'll get to that in a minute. But the sacrifice, which we've been talking about just now, is is, is great because Jesus sacrificed himself mm. he was the lamb that was deemed before foundations of the earth to be the the, the spotless lamb that, that would be sacrificed for us uh, we see that you know in in the old testament we see the, the exodus from egypt and they had the passover that was that was like a symbol that was like you know that was a foretelling of what was going to happen with jesus where they had to sacrifice the little lamb and they had to take the blood of the lamb and put it on their their doorpost so that the death angel would pass over their home and not kill the firstborn of that home. And, <clears throat> you know, that they had to make a choice to follow the, what Moses was telling them to do. Mm -hmm. Angel to show up at your doorstep and knock on your door and take your firstborn. You need to do these things. You need to get the lamb. You need to kill it. You need to put the blood on, on the, the door lintel. You need to cook it. You need to eat it. You need to be ready to go. But they had to make a choice to do that. Mm. And they had to sacrifice a little lamb, you know, a life. We've often put out, <clears throat> when we talk about way back in some of our lessons about Adam and Eve, when they made a choice to, to not obey God and take of that tree, um, and their eyes were open, in order for them to be covered, God, mm. he says, God made took skins of an animal and covered them. Well, we're, he didn't just go to an animal and say, hey, can I have your skin? He mm -hmm. had animal had to die and that blood mm. had to shed so that the skins could be taken off and turned into clothing to clothe to cover adam and eve and that's what the blood of, of christ does for us it covers us it covers our sins it, it covers us so that we can be as you point out god is holy so that we can be holy even as god is holy mm -hmm. our sins are covered that we're we're made holy that way in colossians 5 7 first colossians 5 7 it talks about the Passover and it says, um, <clears throat> uh, therefore purge out the old leaven that you may have a new lump since you are truly unleavened for indeed Christ, our Passover was sacrificed for us. And of course, part of that Passover feast was the fact that, that they weren't supposed to have the leaven in the bread to make it rise because they were going to be leaving very quickly right after this, this incident was going to happen. Mm. That's, that's the the natural piece to it, as, as we've often said, first in the natural, next in the spiritual. Mm -hmm. So the spiritual piece, of course, is that we need to get the sin, the leaven, out of our lives. Uh, Jesus often said things like, beware the leaven of the Pharisees. And that, you know, the disciples are like, what are you talking about? You know, and he said it because we didn't bring any bread or something like that. You know, no, 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 listen to what I'm trying to say to you. Mm -hmm. Leaven in them is the sin, is the, the rejection of God, because all sin, when you, you know, even the Ten Commandments, when you look at them, if you disobey them, you're, you're rejecting God, mm. you're rejecting God, you're rejecting his word, you're rejecting his laws, you're rejecting his, what's best for him. So all sin, no matter what it is, whether it's being disorderly and going, mm -hmm. <clears throat> or for me, I, when you're talking about that, it made me laugh, um, just a little sidebar here. Mm. Uh, we were we were putting something in the in the garage that required. Oh, when we 
with the new dishwasher. And Arthur was backing up the, the Jeep and he backed it up into the handle of the snowblower and broke uh. the rear, rear light in a perfect circle. <laughs> but we had the piece. And so we were going to always go to put the piece back, put the piece back, put the piece back. Well, we never did. One evening, not too long ago, I'm driving home and I get pulled over by the police. You know, your back light is broken. I was like, ah. So I got what was called a fix it ticket so that I had to get it fixed and then I could take it back. Mm -hmm. Well, things happen as things do in our lives and I missed to get it looked at soon enough. So I had to go to the courthouse and say, what do I do? I'm, I'm past the date for this getting taken care of. And she came out and I showed her that it was fixed. She took my paper, she took all the stuff. She put it in she said, well, you know, I'll, I'll put it before the judge and we'll see what he has to say. So yesterday, Arthur came home with the mail and he said, oh, here's something from the court. And I said, oh, okay, let me see what it is. And I opened it up, it's this very nice document. It says, all charges have been dismissed against you. And I was like, wow, you know, that kind of made me go, wow, that makes me feel better. Yeah. See, that's the same thing with, and I know that's kind of a strange way around it, but that's the same thing that we feel when we, when we do choose God and we do accept his sacrifice. And we do say, yes, cover me in the blood of Christ. Mm -hmm. that feeling and, and he says your sins are forgiven how many right. times do you just say that to people your sins are forgiven right because they because you were past the date and you could have right rightfully incurred a fine or a punishment of some kind um but they gave you mercy um, exactly you know, exactly and, uh, and you know, sometimes we have to come to uh, and humble ourselves I think mm -hmm. this is we have to be you don't just arrogantly walk in and say okay jesus i'll take you <laughs> right you know it's like hmm let's think about that choice hmm. yeah Maybe you're really considering what you're doing but you come humbly and you say i am a sinner i need a savior um i i accept you as my choice my choice that you chose me and now I, you i'm choosing you and then i accept your sacrifice mm. <laughs> i also like the hebrews 12 2 that says for the joy that was set before him he endured the cross yeah you know We've talked about this in the past too, about the difference between joy and happiness. Mm. Joy comes from the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. You know, I will dwell in the joy that God, Christ has given me. You know, these are this is what we attribute to the word joy. Very rarely do we attribute the, to the word joy that He endured something horrible like the cross for the joy that was set before Him. You know, oftentimes we think of those things. Uh, Tammy, I'm sure you would agree with me that we endured the birthing of a child for the joy that was going to come next. And when we see that child living and breathing in, you know, in our world, uh, it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be difficult. But we endure that because of the joy that's set before us. <clears throat> I think that that's, that's the best I can do in my human frailty to understand how Christ must have felt. Mm. The joy said before him was that we would be saved. Mm -hmm. not yeah, that and be I, saved. Well, and there's, I mean, not for nothing, uh, you know, it was the joy of uh, our salvation. Um, but uh, whenever we serve the Lord, there's always the joy of having done as the father's will. And that was, you know, the, the, the most important thing, you know, uh, for, for Christ was to do the father's will, um, yes. you know, in the garden, Gethsemane, you know, let this pass cup from, you know, let, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, but your will be done. 
And so that's the joy. And, and the only, I mean, this is not even anywhere close to, to Christ's sacrifice, but, but I have a small idea what that's like um, as, as we've served the church in various capacities. We've been in the mission field of various capacities. And, you know, those sometimes in a mission field, things aren't always fun. Um, and uh, it can be grueling hard work at times if you're doing a construction project to build a church or do whatever. Um, and uh, there can be, you know, some real, some real pains uh, involved with that. Um, but we, we did it uh, for the joy set before us in terms of we knew that we were serving the Lord in, in those capacities. And instead of walking away from it, you know, complaining uh, about it, we were, we were, we were joyful uh, that we had served the Lord and that we were faithful to follow him and that we had surrendered a portion of our a portion, small portion of our lives uh, to his service, you know, for a, you know, a two week, uh, two week uh, mission trip or, you know, whatever. Um, that's what I, the one thing I've said to Tammy Lynn is, um, you know, when you, when you serve the Lord, when you do the right thing, you never really regret it. You know, there's no regret in doing the right thing. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what we try to do is, is, you know, you know, share the love of Christ and, and to do the father's will and, uh, to not look back, but to look forward to the next way we can do that. Exactly. And that, that segues right into the Romans 12, one, Scripture that Arthur put here that uh, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. You know, <clears throat> we also bring in that that sacrifice of, of, of relinquishing ourselves as we come to the Lord, we choose the Lord and choose his salvation. Mm. And we also relinquish ourselves as living sacrifices daily, giving ourselves to this, setting yourselves aside and saying, I will do the will of God. Okay, I want to do this, but you know what? I'm going, to, I'm going to be faithful to the will of God. Should the Holy Spirit tell you to go this way, you should be obedient. I will be you know, obedient. In, in the Old Testament, it was said, obedience is better than sacrifice. Yeah. Samuel said that to Saul when Saul did not obey God and jumped in to, to do the sacrifice before a, a, a war or something. Mm -hmm. and Samuel came up and said, don't you know that obedience is better than sacrifice? To God, you need to be obedient. And God will do the sacrifice. The sacrifice is necessary, but your obedience is, is more important. Mm -hmm. your, choice, your choice to choose to do the will of God. <clears throat> yeah, and Saul, Saul thought he could, you know, uh, just sort of pass over the fact that he was disobedient to God's commands with a, a sacrifice mm -hmm. and really just didn't even look to be if you read the text, he really didn't look to be, you know, uh, you know, reconcil reconciled to God as much as he wanted to look good in front of the people. Um, exactly, exactly. And oftentimes <clears throat> the term love is more for show. Mm -hmm. Person is kind of showing off kind of thing. And when you, now that you say that, that makes me think of that. They're not really, they're not really choosing to love this other person. They're not really choosing to sacrifice over this person. But they're going to make a show of, oh, I sacrificed. I, you know, I did this. I didn't go here. I, I gave that up so that she could do this, or I gave that up so that he could do this. Oh yeah. That's not really the, what we're talking about. We're not talking about that puffed up kind of. Um, right. I get to sacrificially make myself look better. <laughs> uh, 
biblical meaning. <laughs> but but then I like the Jeremiah verse that he also puts in here, the Jeremiah 33, where it says, sacrifice of praise. We bring a sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. Mm. And, you know, we have we have songs that we sing in our church services that talk about, you know, I'll bring a sacrifice of, of praise. And that's true. That's where we have to make a choice to sacrifice. But, you know, maybe sometimes we don't feel so good. And my poor dear Arthur upstairs, he doesn't feel so good right now. Mm. His face is a little swollen. He does, you know, he, he, but he's still, I'm sure he's up there praying for us. I'm sure he's up there talking, you know, thinking about what we're doing down here. I'm sure he's asking mm. God to, to give us wisdom so that we can give it to you and to, to whoever's listening or watching. But, and he's sacrificing that part because he loves being here. He loves being with us. He <clears> loves being part of the, the, this, and that's his sacrifice today. <clears throat> choosing that and then i think the next piece is very important because if you're going to choose to follow christ and if you're going to recognize that the sacrifice piece to it then you've got to trust somebody yeah. in order to do that um, i don't know if you've ever played that game where you have to stand behind a group of people and you have to close your eyes and put your arms across your chest and you have to fall back mm -hmm. to them that they're not going to just let you fall on the floor kind of thing right um, you know, that's, that's kind of, that's, that's where the rubber meets the road, I think. I think we can all talk about, oh, yes, I choose this. You know, oh, yes, I sacrifice for that. Oh, interesting. You know, that illustration, I love the fact that you brought up earlier in the Passover, uh, you know, uh, the, the original Passover with Moses and everyone, you know, Moses is, is, is trying to convince the people, uh, the, uh, the nation of Israel that, you know, all these signs and wonders are happening, um, but this is the big one. Um, you know, this this Passover, you know, um, is going to lead is going to lead to our salvation. It's going to lead to our exodus from Egypt. And he, you know, you got to put your money where your mouth is by doing the, you know, sacrifice the goat and put it up. This was the first time, you know, this was not, you know, something they had done before, right, um, right. you know, sacrifice the lamb and put the blood on the door. I'm not doing that. Um, you know, and they had to trust. Uh, now they granted, they did have the, the miracles and everything that have happened in the nation before to show them that uh, Moses was speaking for God. Um, but they still had the trust to do it, you know, um, they could have trusted in the miracle so much that they, you know, refused to do anything themselves. Well, surely God will do something and we'll, we don't have to do anything, but they were commanded and they, they, they trusted it and they obeyed. Um, and that, that to hold you, that trust exercise where you fall back and people catch you that, that reminded me of, um, uh, my pole climbing experience um, basically it was the first time in, in, as a field technician in pole climbing school you know I didn't I wasn't big on heights necessarily um, but when you when you have to climb up a telephone pole um, the, you discover whether or not you have a problem with heights and a lot <laughs> of people we started with 10 people and, and we ended up with only four graduating so um, it was somewhat physically grueling and, and some people didn't like the heights but when sure. when we when we did that exercise we had to the first time we had to climb what is called a step pole where there's a metal spot you know bars coming out of the pole that you would climb up like a ladder and when we, that was the first thing we had to do and uh we used our climbing belt 
And they said, okay, you know, you climbed up so far, you know, 18 feet in the air or whatever. And they wanted you to safety on, to put that belt on. And then they wanted you to, to, to stand on, the, stand on the steps and release your hands from the pole and just let the, let the, let the, let the, um, let the belt hold you. And when you did that, they wanted you to put your arms out like 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 jesus on the cross and it's just like and after that you know basically i didn't have a problem with heights and i knew i could trust my belt and i've trusted my belt ever since and it hasn't let me down even though sometimes and believe me uh i've had moments where i've cut out from a pole and i swear the lord is was there along with that belt to hold me up uh, where i didn't have any major problems but uh that's that's fundamental and and our relationship with love is is that trust you know yes yes i think that that is the fundamental piece you know and god of course the proverbs 3 5 which is everyone quotes and quotes and quotes trust in the lord with all your heart and lean on an understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path that you know that's a that's a foundational verse that people need to stand on in order to when they do make their salvation confession and now you have to trust him you have to trust him but i like how it goes on down it says um, in verse 9 it says honor the lord with your possessions with the first fruit of your increase so that your barns will be filled with plenty of vats to overflow with wine and people often say yes yes i'll, I'll I'll choose the lord i'll accept his sacrifice i'll recognize that i need the lord for my my salvation i'll trust him for that but what would make my money right things for um, my time i mean uh one thing i think about with you guys is you, you do the the jail ministry still and that's a saturday night ministry not a lot of people would choose to go into a jail uh on saturday night and that shows a sacrifice there yeah arthur and i did that too and we, we enjoyed it i hope someday that that will get opened up again after the covid situation it got closed down hmm. I was looking back, um, I probably was in the jail ministry for at least five years and I really enjoyed going in and it was not as, it was not so much a sacrifice for me because I really got the joy of the Lord to go in and work with the girls and, and, and do lessons and things like that. And I would even go in on holidays, you know, like mm -hmm. the 4th of July fell on one of the days, uh, Christmas Eve fell on one of the days, but I was, you know, and the girls were like, you, you would give up that that holiday to come here and talk to us? I said, yeah, because it's, it's, it's no real sacrifice for me to come because I love coming. I enjoy doing this. Mm. Got to where they, they would trust me that I would, I said, if I'm going to be here. I'll be here and, I'm gonna be, and I'll be here unless, unless something else happens, I will be here. So that's how you build that trust. And the same thing with the love relationship, you build the trust. Mm. Um, at the beginning of the, the passage, <clears throat> you know, faith has to be built and hope is built. Well, love is also built and matures and is mm. and it's the maturing and the building of it comes from the ability to trust the other person. Do you trust me that I know what I'm doing is right? Do you trust me if I say that we need to, to go this path instead of that path? And, you know, sometimes we say yes, as wives, Chamberlain, I'm sure that you, you could chime in on this one and say, you know, sometimes we're like, I can see a little farther down the road. It might not be a good reason for us to go that way, but I'm going to trust you and let and honor you and respect you and see if, you know, and I'll walk behind you. And if it does happen to be something bad, we'll work through it together. If it's a pitfall or something like that. <clears throat> 
but then that goes back to the husband being able to trust the wife who may have some some vision and may have some sight and say um if we go this path this or this or this could happen what do you think we should pray about it and so that brings again brings the husband and wife back together in a love relationship i love you enough to stop and say wait a minute let me rethink my thoughts mm. and pray about it and let's get god triangle apex yep. going back to really weigh in on what's going on and we need to listen to him and then we trust him to give us that direction mm-hmm. you know it, it, it don't go arthur went ahead to put on this piece which i think is important is that now then we are called ambassadors for christ as though god were pleading through us you know mm-hmm. to trust trust somebody we're, we're we're trying to be an ambassador even in this podcast where mm. we're saying person who's watching or listening you can trust us we walked this this road before but if you don't trust us at least trust god yes we're ambassadors for god we're just we're just simply saying here we've walked with god we've, we've gone up and down and up and down we've we've trusted we've disobeyed we've obeyed we've not trusted we've come to a place where we recognize who he is and how faithful he is and so we are ambassadors for him saying yeah. here let me show you what's what's what and how he is a loving person. Amen. Yeah, that's I mean, that's the paramount you know, of our ministry here is, is basically, um, you know, you can trust the Lord for your salvation. But even more, even more than that, you can trust him with your, you know, with your day to day lives and, and and building that relationship of love for God and, and uh, allowing his word to work in you. You can trust this. Um, you can trust the Bible is true. You can trust that God is 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 loving and He and He wants to work all things together for you, um, uh, if you love Him and if you're called according to the pur- if you're called called according to His purpose, He He loves you. He wants you to come into your purpose um, yeah. and love Him yeah. back and and follow Him. And yeah. you can you know. That's what we're here to do is point. You can trust, you can trust the Lord. Well, I think that's interesting. I'm just looking at the bottom of the page on the outline says, but there's a problem of love, a purpose for love and a presence of love. Well, okay. let's look at the page and see what Arthur Scott is as far as a problem for love. And he says, the problem with love is that it can be easily faked or sentimentalized. And I think we talked a little bit about that earlier in the podcast here saying that sometimes you know, love can be just just a, a, a fuzzy feeling that we're just like, oh yeah, I'm in love with you. I love you so much. You know, it's like, yeah, I'll stop doing that. But um, he points out in First John. Let's, let me get there. There we go. First John. Four twenty. Let's see what he's got for us in four twenty. He says. Well, this is a whole section. Beloved, God, if God so loved us, we should also love one another. That's for verse 11. Mm. Verse 2 says, and this is love that we not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be our propitiation for sin. So there's a whole bunch of things in this, this chapter, this fourth chapter of 1 John that's all about love. He wants us to look at 20. It says, if someone says, I love God, but hates his brother, mm, mm. he is a and he does not have, love his brother for whom he has seen. How can he love God whom he has not seen? Right. That's the disingenuousness, you know, like, oh, yeah, I, I love you. You know, I, I love God, but I hate people. 
Um, yikes. Um, God called us to love, love him first and foremost, but then he called us to love our neighbors as ourselves. Um, so something's missing there. If you, you know, you might have to grow into it, but you know, if you're, if you hate your brother, um, you know, maybe there's reasons you hate them, um, but you need to grow and follow the love of the Lord to, to see, you know, what that's about, because that's what the Bible's telling you there. You know, I love God and hates his brother. You're a liar. Um, and it's not talking about your brother. It's talking about, you know, how can you love God if, if, if you have not, you know, you can't love, if you can't love the brother you can see and you can't, how can you possibly love the God who you can't see? Um, exactly. And, and it just, it's really a call by John and that, and that epistle really to, to, to press in and to follow the Lord and to, uh, you know, to fake, forsake the ways of the world as it really calls us, you know, the purpose in first John um, is to, you know, I write this to you so you will not sin and, right. so we, and sin, not necessarily breaking a legal code, but, you know, to, to be right with God, to follow what he would have us do. Exactly. Um, and so, wait a minute, hating my brother, is that a commandment? Well, it's sort of in there in terms of murdering and Christ pointed out that when we hate our brother, we murder him. So, yeah. you know, he was looking for an extension to the law to, to really apply to the, um, the general principles of God that, uh, you know, hate wasn't really okay with him. Yes. And, you know, the whole, like you said, that whole, the whole epistle of first John is just all about love, but it does get you to, to think, you know, more, about the the terra firma they mm -hmm. may have had the love of god they may love god and love jesus and say all that kind of stuff but then you gotta when you the sacrifice comes back and when when your feet hit the ground are you willing to love a brother who's 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 hurt you or someone a sister who's said something evil against you or a parent or a child or somebody any any person mm -hmm. that has caused you you know some kind of pain you know up in Chapter three, verse seven says, little children, let no one deceive you. He who has practiced righteousness is righteous, but he, just as he is righteous. But then it goes on to say that down in, in uh, verse 15, it says, whoever hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that murderers do not have eternal life abiding with God. It goes on to say in 16, for we know we, this we know love because he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brethren. Mm -hmm. So there's the it goes back to that sacrifice. It goes back to trusting God that he knows what's best for us. And in order to love others, we really have to know that what's in our heart is not condemning us. As it says in verse 20, for if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart. and He knows all things. Mm. So I really want to, to, you know, to really grasp that because I, I love it. It says verse seven of chapter four, it says, but beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. And everyone who is who loves is born of God and knows God. And he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God is love. And then nine says, in this love, and this is the love of God, was manifest towards us that he sent his only begotten son into the world that we might be saved through him. So, you know, there's, there's that big... The problem with love in, in our society and in our day and age is that we can, like it says, we can sentimentalize it. We can, we can make it fluffy. We can make it not really love, but really lust. Um, we have to be careful. We have to be careful not to make that just a mushy gushy love, but we need the love to be the true love of God. 
the true love God. Arthur wrote a, a little sidebar in here. It says, love can be confusing. Mm. If we try to oversimplify it or bring it down to the basis form to make love something we can do, um, then, you know, we're in trouble there. We get mm. we're in a little bit of trouble. Um, I don't see that he put it in here, but there's the, the, the famous thing when, when uh, Jesus meets with Peter. And Peter feels after, you know, after the crucifixion and he denies Christ three times and he's, you know, is feeling so dejected. Again, those the threes are going to come back into this because Jesus meets him on the seashore and he says, do you love me? Mm -hmm. Feed my lambs. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Do you love me? Feed my lambs. And the love's the you know, love has three different words. There's, there's philo, which is the brotherly love. And there's eros, which is that, you know, Romantic love, yeah. Man and a woman, you know, your husband and wife, and then there's the agape love, mm. that love that is of God. Mm. That, that's something we can do. The phileo and the uh, eros that we can do on the terra firma, but the agape has to come from God. Mm -hmm. That's where that love has to make a change. Uh, from this, we see that we are double-minded in our love and downright deceitful sometimes, and the truth is not in us. Mm. So. You have those kinds of, of love thoughts. You cannot be trusted. That's not sacrificial. Mm. That's not sacrificial, and it certainly is not trustworthy. Um, God talks about, and, and we saw in First John, it says the purpose. There has to be a purpose for love, not just just this fuzzy feeling stuff. Yeah, we would be like God. You know, that was the first you know lie that that Satan said to Eve. You know, if you eat this, you'll be like God. Well, the truth about being like God is that we sacrifice ourselves, mm. that we give of ourselves. And it says, as we, I said, John, First John 4, 8 says, God is love. And it goes on to say that we, he shall, we, we know that he is revealed and we will be like him, or we shall see him as he is. Mm. And that, that mirror dimly lit, and then when we get to heaven, we'll see him face to face and we'll really understand him. And then that's, and then it goes on to say, we have known and believed that, that the love that God has for us, God mm -hmm. is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and he in him. And we talked about this last week on our podcast, the word abide. Mm -hmm. It doesn't just mean we go fluid and, oh, okay, I got it. I'm done. Mm -hmm. No, it's like staying there. It's a sticking with it. It's, it's a staying in the hard times. It's a staying in the good times. It's a staying when, when we don't feel great. It's the saying, saying, you know, well, Arthur is not feeling well. Oh, we'll just give up the podcast today. No, 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 no. Yeah. He would not have us do that. He would have right. us go ahead and move on and move forward and give. Because there could be one person listening to this podcast, one person watching today that finally gets touched, that gets that ah moment and says, I choose God. Mm -hmm. I choose God. Yeah. I accept the sacrifice. Mm. And I trust him with my state was my salvation. And that's where we have to really recognize that sometimes that purpose for love in a marriage relationship or in a friendship relationship or in the God relationship is a purpose to, so that other people will see it yeah. and want it and, 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 and need to have it in their hearts. Mm -hmm. People, and, and I'm sure you guys will start having this happen to you more and more is that young people will say, well, how is your marriage working? Why is your marriage working? How did when you first met her? How did you know it was real love? You would be showing them all along your love relationship, your your choice, your sacrifice, your trust. <clears throat> now they see it and they say, "I want that." 
But that's the same thing we want to do with our salvation. We want mm -hmm. to show people that we chose God, that he chose us. We want to show people that he sacrificed for us, so we will sacrifice for him. We want to show people that we trust him, and he trusts us. Arthur loves to put this out. He trusts us enough to give us the, the ability to tell somebody else. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, who am I? Right. Who am I? tell somebody about salvation who am i to, i'm not a preacher i'm not billy graham i'm not nope. you know, some fancy somebody who's who's out there and knows all this stuff no i'm just an everyday person mm -hmm. but he enough to say yes you can you can tell my story too yeah tell somebody too Absolutely. wow that blows me away that's the you know the purpose is to share it you know it's a relationship it's not supposed to be something you hold on to yourself and um you know the the verses tell us you know when we when we love we'll be like god so the enemy lied he said well when you know what good and evil is like you'll be like god but uh if, if we if if he was telling the truth he, he would have said you would love one another yeah, and yeah. serve the and serve him and love god you know it would have saw right there in the garden but uh right, right. love us to love each other because he wants us to be a family yeah I think that that's the next point that Arthur was Yeah, Dr. Uh, from the outline, it says Dr. Michael Heiser is fond of saying God wants a family. And a good father wants his kids to be like him, particularly in their noblest attributes. Um, I can attest to that. You know, you, you love your kids and you want what's best for them. Um, and you, you want them to learn from your mistakes and you want them to go the way they should go. Um, and we... But we lovingly let them choose, <laughs> um, you know, how they'll live their lives, you know, because of them seeing the, the, the trust relationship we have with God. Right. And the trust relationship that they have with you as a, as a parent to, to recognize that, that they, they, there is something there. There's something more there than just this fluffy stuff and that goes along with his last point of the presence of love brings us back to the word abide mm -hmm. and it does <clears throat> we may let our children make choices and, and go off on their own and, and make those things and we read for our family sometimes when there are splits and there's problems like that but we trust god and we continue to abide in him mm -hmm. and believe that that he's going to make things right because we we are called according to his purpose and we do love god and we abide in him and we stay in that abiding state um it oftentimes makes you think of the vine the branch abides in the vine and without being abiding in the vine you know when you cut it off there's, there's, there's no, no life, life. Yeah. there's no life you know we, we, we've got some peach trees out in the, in the yard and there's some little peaches on there and should i go out and start chopping off the, the limbs and bring a, a lemon that's got a peach on it and expect that peach to continue to grow into a, a good peach, I'm a fool yeah. because the branch is no longer attached to the trunk. It's mm -hmm. no longer abiding into the trunk. It's cut off. And how could possibly that little peach grow up to be a big peach mm. if you're not attached to the tree? <clears throat> and that's where we have to stand. We have to remain attached to Jesus, attached to God, attached to the life, attached to the Holy Spirit, and really, truly abiding in it. He says the dynamic of abiding speaks of the presence in the present tense, here and now. Yeah. Not just <clears throat> um, to abide. Okay, I did it, now I can walk away. But mm -hmm. it's, it's 
I'm abiding and I'm continuing to abide and I'm going to continue to abide in the future. You know, because it says now, now in the presence, abide, right. faith, hope, and love. But it also means that it's 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 con it's continuous. It's a continuous thing, just like mm -hmm. I said. Oh. You know, we can't give out of an empty bank account. He often talks about First John. Back to First John. This is such a great chapter. If you really want to understand love, the Epistle of First John is so rich. Yeah. You know, you should do a Bible study on that, dear listener, dear mm -hmm. watcher, if you really want to understand love. But he says, "But whoever keeps my word." truly loves the love of God is perfected in him. By this, we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought to himself also walk just as he walked, just as Jesus walked. <clears throat> so there goes back to that trust factor. Do you trust God enough? Do you trust his word enough that it's true and that you're going to really, 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 really read this mm. and recognize the truth that's in it that you can trust it. And even when it says, if you hate your brother, you need to stop doing that. You need to love your brother and, and abide in God. And that, that whole thing about forgiveness, that's a, that's a whole nother yeah. series. Oh yeah. It's, it's there, but we have to trust God enough that we can do that. That we can choose to love, that we can sacrifice for that love. Mm. And then that we can trust God with that love that no matter what happens, God is there and God is in it and God's going to keep us safe. And so I think that that's the, the best thing that we can say, you know, when Jesus was called Emmanuel, God with us, that's, that's that abiding peace. Yeah. And then Jesus said, I have to go so that the comforter can come and abide in you. Mm hmm and choice, sacrifice, and trust. We had to choose to believe Jesus, what he was saying when he says, I got to go away, because they're going, wait, 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 you just got back from the dead. Don't leave yet. What are you talking about? And he says, I'm going to have to sacrifice being down here with you, because I'd love to stay down here with you. But if I stay, then it's not going to, it's not going to grow. It's not going to spread. It's not, the salvation message is not going to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And the comforter, the Holy Spirit is not going to come. So he had to choose to say, I'm leaving. He had to sacrifice that once again, he's leaving again. Mm. But he's asking us to trust him. Trust him enough to say, yes, the Holy Spirit will come and abide in me. Yes, I know I can listen to his, the voice of the Holy Spirit, which is the voice of God. As he said, the Holy Spirit will not say anything that God doesn't say. Jesus didn't say anything that God didn't say. And mm. we can trust him. Mm. And so love situation in a love relationship we can trust god to help our love relationships be just as strong and just as as, as courageous as jesus was as he loved us mm -hmm. you know where i see the conclusion of our little lesson today is that we choose god because he chose us first that's we right because he loved us first we will sacrifice ourselves so that because he sacrificed himself for us. Amen. Trust him. We'll trust him because he, believe it or not, trusts us. Yeah. Tell other people to be ambassadors for Christ. Amen. To stand firm and to love one another. Mm -hmm. I think that's Mark, you can have the last word and then yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's uh let's just Say, love, Lord, we love you, and uh, let's pray us, pray us out here. Lord God, Heavenly Father, uh, thank you for the love 
uh, that you poured out on the world uh, through the gift of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, Lord, um, if we, we never have to doubt your love for us um, because Jesus came and died for us. And when we, when we put our faith in him, we can feel the love of God uh, in, our, in our lives continuously because the Holy Spirit indwells us and, and moves us to abide in the love uh, that we first knew at our salvation and that we can enjoy every day. Um, because it just, your love never ends. Your love doesn't stop. And uh, your love draws us closer to you and to lay aside our sins and to move uh, into the purpose that you have for us is to share your love, to let other people know of your love and to know that they can abide in it too. And Lord, we just pray for our worship services today, that your love would abound uh, in the words of our pastors and, and to the music that's uh, performed and in the fellowship of the saints as they come together um, to, to, you know, to re reflect your love to one another. Um, Lord, we just thank you so much for the, the love you, you've given us and for all the things you've uh, lovingly done in our lives. Um, and uh, Lord, we just pray for your protection and guidance to, to lead us in your love in the days ahead until we see each other again next week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Amen. Amen. All right, you, Susanna, I thank you for, you know, faithfully bringing Arthur's message to us. We'll be praying for his healing uh, and uh, praying to see him next week as he, you know, he faithfully gave us uh, a study to do when he was in pain um, for the for the joy that was set before him that we would deliver it. And you were faithful in that mission. And uh, we thank you. Um, we like my loving wife for being here as well. And uh, we're just going to sign off. And as, as, uh, as I remind everyone, we are releasing an older message on Wednesday. Uh, the, the title escapes me, uh, but uh, a new, new lesson will be out on Wednesday evening on YouTube at the MT for Christ 24 uh, seven channel. And uh, as always, you can listen to all the messages all the time uh, through their audio podcast. That's on all the different outlets. And uh, Susanna, we just love you and we thank you uh, for, for coming today. And you have a great day. And we say goodbye to everyone. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone.